It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, and it is presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, as I say at the start of most shows. Got a bunch of podcasts. Hopefully you guys listen to all of them or watch YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We post them all over there on our YouTube channel. It's the Fantasy Feast. It's Even Money. It's the College Draft. And it is, of course, the flagship Ross Tucker football podcast very exciting show for you today we're gonna dive into the incoming rookies for the first time with the combine coming up next week why not talk to one of the stars over at fantasypoints.com where you should use the code 21 feast his name is Wes Huber he joins us as we're joined every week by the great Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter, the fantasy gangster. Wes, by the way, is at Wes Huber NFL on Twitter as well. And you're a Belindikoff Award voter. I didn't know that. Wes, that's very cool. Yes, I am. And yeah, proud of it. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, like I was I was telling you earlier, I'm a, I'm a big fan, so it's an honor to be on the show. And, of course, uh, my boy Joe, uh, you know, I appreciate you, you extending the invitation. And, you know, I'm really excited to dig into these rookies. Awesome. I got to tell you, by the way, I was not expecting the Addison kid from Pitt to win the Blitnikoff. I thought they would give it to one of the older guys, you know, that's kind of been around for a couple years, like uh, – Garrett Wilson or Jahan Dodson or one of those guys, right? I was not expecting them to give it to I never even heard of Jordan Addison before this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, he he was one of my finalists, but yeah, he wasn't the guy that I that I uh, I I I voted for in the end. It was Jamison Williams, Alabama transfer from Ohio State, obviously uh and towards ACL in the championship game, but I thought I thought he had the most impressive season. But you know that's that's no knock on on uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, you know he he came out of the gate firing uh, as a true freshman, and he's only gotten better. So you know his 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 future is very bright. All right, so Joe, I want you to tee this up. Okay, what are we doing today, and why are we doing? <laughs> okay, it? why does it matter? You okay. can explain better than I can. Because Wes is good at this, Ross. Um, so Wes, uh, I'll let Wes explain. But his background is in film analysis. He he uh, worked for for Pro Football Focus for quite a while, and we were lucky enough to bring him over and bring his expertise to Fantasy Points. Um, but he has a statistical model that he delves into for all incoming rookies. He's a college football fanatic. You know, I love college football, Ross, but I love college football because it's not really my job. Like I can, I can sit down and bet on it and watch it and enjoy it and be a fan. Now, Wes considers it very much a part of what he does for a living and it gives him an edge in dynasty. And Wes, you are a dynasty nut. You are, uh, let's, let's put it this way. We're focusing on the incoming quarterbacks and wide receivers and Wes's statistical model today but I distinctly remember last year, Ross, Wes saying, Amon Ross St. Brown is basically a borderline first-round pick. 
by his model, by his film study, he falls to the fourth round. In dynasty. In dynasty. No, like in the NFL draft. In real football. In the NFL draft, he falls to the fourth round. And we're all like, what are we missing here? Turns out he probably should have been a borderline first round pick. So Wes, Wes comes up with the statistical model. Then he delves into the film study, all the combine data and all that. Wes, what is your statistical model? Like, how does it, uh, is it different by position? Today we're focusing on quarterbacks, wide receivers. Like, what do you put into that? And how does that translate to the NFL? Yeah, so obviously very early in the process here. Um, But, you know, I I go through the very first thing that I like to do is to collect all the data that I can on the players that are for for quarterback, wide receiver and tight end, uh, how well they did in college against the different coverage schemes. I look at that and then I try and then I I, well, after I collect all the data and, and I have something to reference, I go and I look, I watch all the film that I that I can get my hands on on the player. And then I and when I start to draw some conclusions based on the play, I go back to the model and I, 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 I you know, kind of reference to see if I'm seeing the same thing between what the data that I've collected and what I'm seeing on film. And if I don't, you know, I need, I know I need to look different. I need to look a little deeper and uh, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so um, obviously different for quarterback uh, wide receiver, but for the, for the coverage stuff, definitely um, similar there uh, tight ends as well, but I haven't gotten to them yet, but uh, yeah. So um, it's something that I think is, is very helpful. There are, there are certain, uh, you know, uh, 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 landmarks that I guess we could call it that I'm that I'm looking for in certain players uh, at certain positions. So that's going to be different. And I know that if, if, if they're good at, in these certain areas, that that stuff that's going to translate. Um, and, and, you know, players can always develop and, and grow, but it's going to be something that will translate quicker. So for fantasy, we know that, that these are the guys that are just going to come out firing right away. But then also I'm looking at at the long term as well, obviously. And, um, you know, so so if I if I see a bunch of red flags, obviously I'm going to I'm going to you know worry about a, his down the road value. But in, in the beginning, I, I, there are a lot of things that I'm looking for um, between the statistics and the film. So just to be clear here, Joe, there's never a bad time to learn about the incoming rookies. No. It's always valuable to know. It's fun going into the draft in general. It's fun going into the draft for your team. It's good for season-long fantasy. It's good for best ball. But is it fair to say it's most relevant, most important, for people that are really in the dynasty. Oh, of course. And and, and if you're not if you're not getting in on them now, uh, heck, heck, even months ago for dynasty, you're doing something wrong. I'm in multiple dynasty leagues. West got me into a Devi league this year, Ross. You know what a Devi league is? Nope. Okay. You have oh, college. is that when you start when they're like in high school? Well, college for this one. College. But yeah, you you have them on your team. They're in your pipeline, but you can't use them until they go to the NFL. So you have well, to the, know about them early. There are other versions, other formats where you can actually have two separate leagues. So you have a, a college fantasy league with your Debbie players and you have NFL. So you, you you compete in both ways. You split the prize pool. The guy who wins the, the college fantasy gets <laughs> that share. You know, so there are there are a lot. Then there's campus to Canton, you know, so the, there's a lot of formats out there to play around with that uh, that are a lot of fun. 
Love Wes it. got I me already... into the basic one, by the way. <laughs> I got that? some good players. I got some good Debbie players, Ross. I got Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. I got Parker Washington from Penn State. Like, I, he's got me into this. So, so Wes is the guy if you want to come to. But anyway, let's just focus on what like ninety nine percent of dynasty players Wes are gonna gonna do, and that that's uh, that's your statistical model, Ross. I'm ready. Let's do it, Wes. Let's start with quarterbacks, Wes. This is yeah. a lot of people are saying it's not a great class. I talked to my my boy Fran Duffy from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm sure you know Fran with his draft analysis. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, you know, don't discount it. There are some talented guys. And while there's no Lawrence uh, or Lance or, or, or Fields in this class, there's going to be some guys that teams like. And, and it's depending on what they're looking for. What has your model told you about this quarterback class so far? Yeah, so when there's a class where everyone's saying there's no good ones, then I know that we're probably going to have a couple of these quarterbacks come out and actually become something here. But, you know, I'm not just going to go on a hunch here. The guy that stands out to me and, and you know, and I, I've I've uh, I've adjusted my ranks as I've gone through. But after I got this, after I got the quarterback data collected, uh, it's a guy that I was already on, somebody that I'm that I'm, I'm real big on going into it. And the data is just fully in support. So I'm really excited to, di- to dig into his tape. And that's Sam Howell out of North Carolina. Um, this guy. So one of the keys for quarterback that I want to see, I want to see a quarterback that, that can attack man coverage. I want to I want to see him going in there and 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 being able to pull off the basics, you know, when 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 they're able to, to get that defense into a man coverage. Obviously, you want to read pre and post snap, make sure everything's uh uh you know looking like it's 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 man on man and 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 he he simply dominated during his time at, at UNC. Let all quarterbacks in fantasy points per drop back, passer rating, yards per attempt, let all quarterbacks in this class, excuse me, um air yards per attempt he had a 16% spike to his yards per attempt, 18% in air yards per attempt on 17% of dropbacks. He threw 24% of his yardage, which led the class, and 24% of his touchdowns, which led the class. He was one of only three in the class to post an increase in passer rating versus cover one, and he was really consistent throughout his career. He was one of only three in the class to rank in the top five in fantasy points per dropback against four of the five most most common coverage schemes, which is cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four, and cover six, which it combines the uh, the, the 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 strategies of cover two and and cover four. Uh, you have it on both sides, uh, one on each side of the field. So, and he was also at the head of the class with, I mean, an absolute cannon of an arm. Third most completions, most touchdown throws of twenty plus, most completions. Most touchdown throws of 30 plus, most completions, most touchdown throws of 40 plus. And he was a red zone phenomenon. Most completions hooked up for 18 touchdowns versus one interception. He's the full package. Uh, he flipped the switch because you got to think uh, when last year or two years ago, he had Deami Brown, he had Daz Newsome, he had uh, Javante Williams, he had Michael Carter. They're all gone this past year. So he's he's coming in. He had to really change change the approach. Um, so what did he do? He rushed for 1,106 yards, 11 touchdowns, 467 missed tackles, averaged 4.8 yards after contact. Uh, 
Um, and his per game numbers included 92 yard rushing yards per game, 11 touchdowns in 12 games, like I said, and 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 uh, at, uh, uh, put 14.7 fantasy points per game um, just from rushing onto uh, to to combine for 32 uh, points per game overall. Just just a beast. I love Sam Howell. I think a team is absolutely going to fall in love with him. He'll go in the top 10. So a couple things. Number one. You really like him, Wes, because you look a lot like him. Actually, you look like you look like Sam Howell's older brother. <laughs> so I think that's part of it. Number one, number two. It's interesting. Coming into the year, everybody said clear best guy, clear first round pick. I heard a lot of that. You know, he's the one guy that we would have first round on our board right now. I know some people told Dane Brugler that he lost all of his receivers and running backs. So this year, he takes a step back. But from a fantasy perspective, Joe, and you can speak to this, he ran the crap out of the ball Mm -hmm. this year. I mean, I think we knew Malik Willis had that. Yeah. But, you know, I think teams will think that that's valuable. And also for us, from a fantasy perspective, his ability to run is very valuable. Well, you know, and I think this is this is where landing spot comes comes into play. You know, last year, Wes, I think you knew if any team – who needed a quarterback, had the top pick in the draft, they were taking Trevor Lawrence. I think that was probably the prevailing opinion of like 90 to 99% of the teams in the NFL. This year, I think it's, does one team fall in love with Sam Howell? Does one team fall in love with Malik Willis? Does one team fall in love with Kenny Pickett? And that's all it takes. And and landing spot is going to be a hugely important thing when it comes to projecting these guys for the immediate here. Because, you know, there are a lot of teams. Ross, I think you and I went went over, or um, I did it on SiriusXM with Paul Kelly a couple weeks ago, where we couldn't even come up with 20 teams in the NFL. Where we were like, you know what? I am 100% willing to say that team is going into next year with that guy as their starting quarterback. There's only going to be a few teams who are able to upgrade or get a perceived upgrade on the free agent and the trade market. There's not enough guys to go around for them not to. So t- some teams might have to pivot to take in a Sam Howell or a Malik Willis West. And, and, and that's, what's really going to become important for fantasy. Yeah. I thought, I thought we saw that last year uh, with Chicago. Yeah. We didn't really hear anything about Chicago going after Justin Fields. And, you know, when he was, av- <clears throat> excuse me, when he was available and, 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 and they, they, they got into, in, into contact with teams to move up and they found that spot. I mean, it was like, well, I mean, this, the, I, we, they, they probably, if, if they were at all like me, viewed this guy as a, a top five pick and here he is at, at, at pick 11. So, um, you know, that was just, just, just tremendous value to pick up uh, your QB of the future. And, and I think that's going to happen here. And, and I, I couldn't agree more. Malik Willis is an absolute beast on the ground. So, you know, these, the, they're my top two quarterbacks here. And I think, I think teams are going to, you know, maybe, maybe they don't go into the draft um, thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go in there and, and make a move to, to get Sam Howell. Maybe they do, but uh, when they get there and they see, oh, wow, that, that, that team passed on him. So that was the team we thought would take him. So let's, let's see if we can move up. I think that's what's going to happen here because I don't see a team um, investing their, the, the, you know, the, the, to move up to the first pick to take him or anything like that. So um, because there's this perceived uh, idea that, that yeah, he's there, there are no, uh, you know, uh, top, top three pick quarterbacks here. So I think, I think it's going to be a situation where teams are going to wait a little bit, see, see what they can get value wise. 
So you mentioned Malik Willis. What does the model say about Malik Willis, Wes? Yeah, okay. So a cover another cover one specialist, 13% on 13% of his dropbacks, 20% of his yardage, 17% of his touchdowns, 15% increase in yards per attempt, third highest passer rating, fifth most fantasy points per dropback, very strong arm, the second most air yards per attempt at 11.4. Um, but, you know, and, and obviously, like you guys mentioned, the profile would be incomplete without detailing. Uh, I mean, he was uber elite rushing. I mean, nobody was better. At quarterback, I mean, his numbers were comparable to, uh, you know, obviously didn't have the volume that, you know, the big time running backs out there. But as far as like efficiency, he was right there with the best in the country. And so back to back seasons with a thousand rushing yards and at least 13 touchdowns averaged an eye opening 98.4 yards per game, 1.1 touchdowns per game, 16.9 fantasy points on the ground, just on the ground. I mean, that's ridiculous. Those, This is like Lamar Jackson-type numbers here. Um, really turned it on last season, averaging a class-leading 5.3 uh, yards after contact per carry. He broke more tackle attempts than carries. I mean, that says a lot. Now, there are some issues, though, beyond cover one. Unlike Sam Howell, where Sam Howell is, has shown that that he's already he already has an understanding of how to beat the the different types of zone coverages, we haven't seen that yet from Malik Willis. Some some accuracy issues. I want to watch his tape. I want to see what's going on there. Uh, obviously, he's not playing in a in a, in a power five here uh, as an in, independent there at Liberty. Um, so I want to look at the receivers as well. I want to see what he's working with. I, I've watched a couple of games, but obviously, you know, I'm not I'm not slowing the game down looking at all the details and that's something that i that i'm i'm gonna do here in the in the uh the the uh, the short term and and i i really want to look at him because i i think i think with his size you know he's small and that's that's the that's the other thing here is as we get we got we don't have like the really big quarterbacks here, you know, um, like, like Trevor Lawrence that just, just blow people away. Like, wow, you know, what a presence, you know, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, they're six foot one, you know, Kenny Pickett, I think he's like six, three, but you know, obviously all this hand stuff, which I, I'm, I could care less about, but uh, uh, yeah. So I, I think there are some issues here. I think, I think Willis is a little bit raw, but uh, the fact that he's so good against man coverage, um, that is something that's going to, it's going to translate on day one. So they'll be able, to work with him and I think I think I think if he can if he can show show uh, whatever team drafts him that that he can at least uh, not turn the ball over when the te- when when the the defense puts a, a zone on the field I think they can work with his his uh, his man coverage beaters that he's got and and so I'm pretty excited about it because I mean he's going to add another elite rushing um, option at quarterback so I have a question I don't know if this is one for Joe or for Wes how much is your excitement or your opinion about these quarterbacks skewed by their rushing and how important that is to fantasy? Or is that just what we're talking about? Is that, you know, is that just we're making it clear that you're talking about them from a fantasy perspective and not necessarily how they'll be as an NFL quarterback because Kenny Pickett doesn't run as much as these other guys do? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so first thing I'm going to look at is obviously we don't want to, we don't want to go after quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the uh, fifth round. I mean, even the fourth round, that's really shaky territory there. Um, and, and when you get to the third round, it's going to be a bit, you know, so, um, you know, I, I'm the only guys that I'm going to get excited about are the guys that are going to get drafted in the first and second round. So yeah, it, it, first thing I want to look at is the real life value. 
because uh, a team's got to commit to this guy. He's got to get on the field in order to justify using up our, our fantasy draft capital, you know, to go after him. So that's my view. But Joe, do you, do you have something different? No, what Wes, I actually like, but um, one of the things I like to look at from this perspective is how, how are guys going to be as NFL players? Because you can't be really a good fantasy player even at the quarter, especially at the quarterback position, if you're not a good NFL player because teams are going to look to replace you. You know, we've had that discussion with Jalen Hurts with Philly. You know, he was great for fantasy, but could Philly look to go get Russell Wilson this offseason? So at the quarterback position, Ross, fantasy production is fine. It's great, but you have to be good enough that your team's not going to replace you. So that's the way I look at it. Now, if we transition West just to get a couple of the wide receivers in this class, mentioned i know you could go all day Mm -hmm. um this is kind of the same though right if the guy's good in the nfl he's going to be good for fantasy it's it's not always the case for for um it's not always the case for the quarterback position but in the nfl if a guy's good he's going to be good for fantasy this is a wide receiver class that i mean i i've seen five six potentially seven names in mock drafts going in the first round maybe some guys drop out and others some guys move into the first round and others, but it looks like there's a pretty good class, even though it doesn't have the ceiling, I guess, of Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. There's certainly some names here who are going to contribute and going to contribute from day one. Yeah. So let me, let me begin by, by explaining this. Um, the way that the, the league is shifting, we're getting away from the pro style, the, the, the slow down and just grind the football on the ground. We're, we're transitioning and it's been going on for, for nearly a decade here. Just some teams are taking a while to get there. Uh, we're, we're transitioning to where they're opening up their offenses. We're playing, we're seeing a lot of 10 personnel, uh, 11 personnel is just off the charts. Um, and then you got you got Brian Dabble going over to the Giants, turning what's been ba- a pro style, really, uh, you know, uh, uh, traditional type offense into uh, I'm sure it's going to it's going to be modeled after the Bills and nobody's more modern than the Bills. And and so we're 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 seeing the need for a lot of receivers here, because if you're going to run four wide, you know, you don't want to put your your practice squad guys out there if you can help it, you know, later in the year, if you have injuries no knock on them I I've never made a practice squad so I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a situation where you want to have your drafted talent the guys you've invested in out there so we're seeing a lot of wide receivers and this class just like last year is stacked no I don't think there are there is uh, uh there is a Jamar Chase um I would say I don't think there there may be uh, a Jalen Waddle type uh, out there but um, definitely no Jamar Chases, um, but I, this is a really stacked class, though, and I wouldn't be surprised if if it's more than seven here. Um, I think it, I think that there's at least thirteen receivers that are deserving of first or second round consideration. You know, we'll probably see a few of them drop to the third, but um, it's really stacked. And, and I'm seeing the same thing. And it's, this is a little off topic on running backs. Now there's no Jonathan Taylor, you know, guys like that, but it's, it's really, it's really deep there in the, uh, the second, third, uh, beginning of the fourth round there um so it's really deep so i think i'm wondering like what i wonder what role covid has played in this how many players waited a year after you know that that 
debacle we had last year in college football. You know, a lot of players wanted to show what they could do um, with a full, with a full season to close out their careers. Um, so I th- I'm, I'm wondering if that if that's played if that played a role in and these in this run, running back and wide receiver and the tight ends. You know, get, there's no there's no Kyle Pitts, obviously, but it, it's still it's it's pretty it's pretty solid group of of guys that are going to have some decent careers. So speaking of receivers, those guys are in great shape. You know why? Probably because they take athletic greens. Like I started taking athletic greens, Wes. Amazing. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I never know if I'm saying that word right, by the way. Adaptogens, adaptogens. I mean, I'm just trying here. Anyway, here's what I do know. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, whatever, costs less than three bucks a day. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. It seems like everybody I talk to and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm advertising for Athletic Greens. They're like, oh, I take them. Oh, I take them. Everybody. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash feast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Here's what I want to do, Wes, if you're open to it. If there's, you said 13 or 17 receivers. 13. All right. I don't want to cut you short on them, and I want to hear about them. So if you're open to coming on again sometime, maybe even next week and just ripping through the receivers because it's such an important position. And we saw the impact that Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Galen Waddle had this year. I'd kind of like to hear you go through the model a little bit if you're open to that. So instead of diving into the receivers one by one, do you have a third quarterback? Do you have, is it Pickett? Is there another guy that, that you like or you're higher on maybe than others? You mentioned how you mentioned Willis, we talked about Pickett briefly, but you didn't really get into his your model with him at all. Yeah, no, I think I think in the in the in the real world, I think Pickett's going to be a good quarterback. Um, I think, and and you know the 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 way that that he he progressed, uh, you know he he wasn't all he he was his numbers were not all that great prior to this past year, but then he blew up forty two touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, you know, and then and and the four years prior on the Pittsburgh campus, thirty nine touchdowns, twenty five interceptions. So there was a lot of development there. I think he's going to be a better quarterback uh, in in real life than he is in fantasy, though. He does he did average five point three fantasy points on the ground um, during his career over the last four seasons, but um, I, I'm 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 not seeing a, a, a dominance against the coverage scheme that I think that he that he's going to be able to translate into big time fantasy. Pro- production so but another guy that i do like and he completely fits what you're asking me here and 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 he may even be a guy that that some people haven't even heard of and that's carson strong out of nevada um i would put him in the 1a 1b 1c category with howell and willis as far as um arm strength the arm strength category most completions most touchdowns of 50 plus yards. Now think about that. These quarterbacks, if you're going to get this throw off for 50 yards, 
what, what are we looking at here? Eight to 10 step drop. I mean, you know, maybe he takes a couple steps, you know, forward, obviously to, to, to get inside the pocket, but he, he needs some time. He needs to give his receivers some time to get out there and he's throwing 50 yards, air yards. So that doesn't in, in include the drop back. And, and I mean, there's few quarterbacks out there. I mean, we, we, we were hearing that Mac Jones was struggling throwing sideline to sideline. Now, it, it, a, a football field, you know, what, 53 yards wide, um, he's not throwing from precisely sideline to sideline. But so let's say 35 yards, and the numbers backed it up. His numbers uh, throwing uh, 35 yards plus, what his, his passer rating was lower than spike levels. So he would have been better off spiking it into the ground. So, and, and we're talking about Carson Strong that he's 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 leading the class here, throwing fifty yards in the air. That's ridiculous, right there. That is some arm talent, okay? Um, and and consistency, like how one of only three in the class to rank top five fantasy points per dropback against four of the five common cover schemes. Like how he shredded cover one, second most fantasy points per dropback. He had a nineteen percent jump. Um, above his his overall fantasy points per dropback average, that led the class, the third highest passer rating. Um, so on 19% of his dropbacks, he collected 23% of his yardage, 27% of his touchdowns, 27% increase, air yards per attempt, led the class. And um, against cover one, 20 touchdowns, three interceptions. That right there is, like I said, with with Willis, that right there is something to work with. Is he going to be a first round pick? No way, no way. I don't think that that a team is going. I think I think a team. I think there may be even uh, more. A couple of teams might view him as having first round arm talent, but they're thinking to themselves, "We can get this guy later." You know, let's 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 get, let's 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 see what he or if he's still there in the second round. Let's let's snap. You know, scoop him up and. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like Joe was saying. There just isn't enough quality quarterbacks out there to 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 fill up all these teams. And and you know we're gonna have we're gonna have some uh, some some quarterback rotation here. Guys are gonna be moving around, but there's still gonna be some needy teams out there. And and one thing you can always guarantee you, there's uh, every team is gonna want somebody you know that that they can they can develop behind their starter. So even if he doesn't go to a, a situation where he's gonna be the starter, there's still gonna be some older quarterbacks out there. And and Carson Strong, somebody they can bring in and and somebody that, to develop. The only thing is he's not a, he's not a guy that's going to run he's not going to uh post those rushing yards mm -hmm. on uh, you know rushing fantasy points so that that's an issue but if he gets in the right situation like say if he ends up on Tampa Bay I know it's not going to probably not going to happen but with some really good receivers we're talking about a useful fantasy quarterback right there check him out on social media at Wes Huber NFL you already know to check out Joe the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan Wes, I did a Nevada game last year, so I know all about Carson Strong. Everything you said is accurate. I think the big thing for him is just going to be his knee and what people think of his knee. None of us will really know. I'm sure there will be some whispers come out. But even after the combine, the whispers, you don't know if they're telling the truth that they're just saying that because they want him to drop to him. So you never know. We will find out. Wes, you are already invited back, maybe even next week, we can hit up wide receivers. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. 
Oh, absolutely. And I, I'll come back anytime you guys requested. Uh, you know, Joe's my boss, by the way. So <laughs> he could always just. Oh, tell I don't me like I that term. To. I don't like that term. <laughs> Guess much, what? No. Guess what? Next week's show. First of all, you're back next week to do wide receivers. Secondly, we're starting the show by talking about Joe as a boss. Oh, God. Because I am beyond intrigued at this point. <laughs> you want to talk about a tease to get people to watch next week? Next week, you can watch or listen to Wes talking about the fantasy gangster Joe Dolan as a boss, and we'll get into wide receivers. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.